listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I am Faith. Today we have a special guest. We have Teresa Thorne with us. She is a podcaster and an author of two books. We are so excited to have her because we're going to talk about her second book today. Welcome, Teresa. Yeah, welcome. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to speak with us. So first of all, the book, which is called It Feels Good to Be Yourself, For our listeners, there's a link down below. We just adore this book. This is for little kids, and it's about gender identity. Teresa, can you tell us why did you write this book? Sure. Um, I wrote this book uh, because I have, well, I have three children, and my Mm -hmm. oldest child, who's almost eight, identifies as a transgender girl. She socially transitioned when she was about five. And um, around that time when we were going through sort of the process as a family of just talking about gender a lot and sort of just trying to understand more what she was feeling, um, we we did use a lot of children's picture books um, Mm -hmm. to help us sort of facilitate those conversations in our home. Um, And I just this was the book that was missing for me, um, Mm. which was a book that could, could really sort of um, explain the concept of gender and gender identity um, without sort of making um, judgments per se, as far as what's normal, what's expected and what might get made fun of. Mm. Um, And, you know, my, having three kids, my, um, my youngest, my toddler was, um, not born yet when we were having these first conversations, but my middle child was three at the time and he really wanted to participate in these conversations as well. Um, and I, and he, he's just always been sort of a little more like conforming in his gender expression. Mm -hmm. Um, But he always really liked talking about gender as well. And um, we live in a very, um, thankfully, a very sort of progressive, um, accepting community here in our neighborhood of Los Angeles. And Mm -hmm. I, I was, I knew that, you know, my daughter might face some confusion or ignorance out in the world Mm -hmm. if she were to transition. But I also had a hunch that in general, most people in our community, and I knew within my family that she was going to be accepted no matter what. I didn't really want, I didn't really like reading her books that um, conflated discussion about gender with like the assumption that somebody's going to get ostracized uh, because oh, okay. it felt like a separate conversation. Like I felt mm-hmm. like if we were going to talk about bullying, if she was going to have to deal with bullying, that would be a separate conversation. And I didn't want that to get in the way of her sort of exploring and discovering her gender identity, if that makes sense. So this book is really just the idea behind this book is just that um, all kids, I think, no matter what, can benefit from having opportunities to think about gender and explore their own sense of their own gender. 
Um, and so I wanted a book that would give that opportunity to kids and also that would sort of help, um, you know, all parents. I mean, I'm, I'm a cisgender parent and I know I found it helpful to have resources to be able to talk about gender with my kids. Um, Mm -hmm. and I know a lot of parents in my community, especially once my daughter was socially transitioning and people were learning about that. A lot of parents wanted to have conversations about gender with their kids and were sort of worried if like, well, if we have this conversation, like, I don't want to say the wrong thing or mm-hmm. how do I approach this and not mess it up? And I I just, I understand that and I'm sensitive to that, but I think that should never stop us from having these conversations. So the book I hoped would give kids an opportunity to learn about gender without feeling judged about how, about the questions they're having around their own gender, as well as help parents and teachers and counselors and other people in the community to facilitate these conversations. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think the books, yeah, the books really cute. And I do like the fact that it's, it sort of talks about gender in a way where it's just like, cis isn't the norm. Cis isn't normal and trans is other. Yeah. It's very much like, here's how some people are. Mm Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's that's a very cool uh, way. It was so funny as I'm reading. I'm like, yep, yep, this is, yep, this is basically what we say. <laughs> this is everything. So hit all the bases. Excellent. That's, that's great. And I love that you were able, you, you dove into the, the logical and biological quagmire that is non-binary or bi-gender and how tricky that is even for teenagers and adults to figure out and, and suss out how they feel and if that changes from day to day and you just laid it out plain and simple sometimes you're both sometimes you're neither this is just who this person is moving on yeah (laughs) pretty much (laughs) so i have questions first of all it is pride month we've kind of had a have a pride theme going on all of our episodes this month do you you and your family, do you have plans for Pride or have you already done Pride stuff? Well, this is actually the first year that my kids have been old enough to really even understand what Pride is, where we can talk about Pride a little Mm -hmm. bit in our house. Um, I would say, and that's been fun, I would say the big thing we're doing is (laughs) releasing this book. (laughs) Okay, Um, yeah. So we have, yeah, like I said, we have three young children and Um, My husband and I run a podcasting network um, and all of the stuff that we have um, going on keeps us very, very busy. But this month is even busier than usual with um, launching this book. And so yesterday we had a reading across town um, and, you know, we were having more conversations and we have a big trans pride flag on our front gate outside our house. Um, my kids are, um, they are not, uh, crowds people. Like they don't do very well in, neither um, are we. Yeah. yeah. I'm 38 and I'm still not (laughs) a crowd person. Yeah. Like I think there might be a year where maybe a couple of us can go to something, but Mm -hmm. I think all of us have some version of sensory processing disorder in some way. (laughs) Um, and so that's not something we're, we're ready to, um, to venture out and do together. Um, but yeah, this is kind of like our, our first year really kind of celebrating pride and it's been really nice so far. 
cool. Yes, cool. yes. Yesterday was the book signing at the, that big event. And uh, how did that go? It was really, really nice. Um, I had never been to Children's Book World in West L.A. before, but if you're in the area, I highly recommend it. It's such a wonderful local bookshop. Um, They were so incredibly supportive of the book. They told me they had already ordered many copies of it before they even knew they were going to be hosting my event. And it was just, it was really lovely. The The turnout was really nice. The place felt full and kids were super cute. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it felt, it felt like a success. Oh, fantastic. Nice. I'm always nervous before something like that. Like what if no one shows? And of course people show, like they're going to yeah. come to the event, mm-hmm. but it's still leading up to it. You never know. Yeah. Well, and our community is more on the east side of LA and I think it's mm-hmm. really hard to get people in LA to go to things regardless, but like across <laughs> town, like... I felt like even just getting my family over there felt like huge. And we, sure. we were we were the center of the event. So that did worry me. But <laughs> we probably have to be there. Yeah. I mean, thankfully, people did turn out. So I'm very Thank grateful. You. Awesome. <laughs> so this is a, a question basically for for other people who are maybe listening. But how do you know when your kid is really trans like how how do you how do you suss that out you know because kids are kids Mm -hmm. you know four-year-old three three three-year-old I knew when I was about three or four years old some of my earliest memories involve gender dysphoria Mm. but I don't you know it I would wonder like sometimes kids are dragons and sometimes (laughs) they want to be a truck and (laughs) how do you how do you really know How did you figure, how do you figure out and what would you say to parents who are trying to figure that out? Yeah, I mean, that's such a, it's such a big question. I, um, I actually think this might sound weird. I, I don't think it's our job to know. Okay. I, I don't think you, you ever know. And I, what I, one thing that helped me when my daughter Gracie was first beginning to say, around the age of four that she felt like a girl or she wanted people to think she was a girl or, you know, different things like that. Um, One thing that was hard for me was that question of like, well, should I, should I listen to her? Like, should I say like, okay, then you're a girl. That's almost too easy. I can't just like let her be a girl. She has to like really kind of prove it somehow. Like I wasn't thinking that in so many, like I wasn't thinking that, consciously but mm-hmm. what that was actually what was going on in my brain I it didn't occur to me at first that I could just accept that at face value like mm-hmm. okay that's that's how she feels she's saying that so that's how she feels mm-hmm. I think that that a lot of kids are experimenting and questioning and trying things out and I think it's I think it's okay I think as adults and as parents maybe in particular it's really hard to live with uncertainty around Mm -hmm. things like we feel like we need to know what's going on so that we can help our kids with the situation and like take steps like we need to like know and like decide And I think being in that place of not knowing is like one of the hardest things. But I actually think 
that when we let go of the idea that like we need to have the answer or we need our kid to like do some definitive action that shows whether they are trans or not like when we let go of that stuff that's when our that's when things can happen like that's when our kids can really just be themselves and have the space to really find out who it is they are i mean when when my daughter first socially transitioned, I will be 100% honest with you and tell you, I did not really think that she was trans. Like, I did not, I was not like, okay, I've been convinced, now you may socially transition. What I, what I did was, because, it, because I'm cisgender and it was a, it was a, I wasn't against her being trans, I just didn't understand it. So it was like... I knew trans people existed and I knew trans people in real life and I I just didn't know what that would look like in my family and I thought I had a boy. So in my mind this kid had been a boy since the time this kid was in my body. Like mm-hmm. I it was just it I just it took me some time to get used to it. But so when she socially transitioned it was more about me accepting that I was going to let her do what felt good to her, what felt comfortable to her and what she was asking for. And so I thought to myself, well, I like I had done enough reading and educating myself by that point that I knew I couldn't like make her trans by doing anything. I couldn't make her not trans. I couldn't change her gender identity. And so that was very freeing to me to figure that out. And once I knew that I couldn't change her gender identity, I was able to let go and let her take the lead a bit more. And I thought to myself, well, maybe this is who she is and like for the long term, or maybe this is part of her journey. Maybe this is a thing, something she needs to go through as a person. I don't know where this is going, but I'm not going to stop it. Like, I'm not going to hurt her in that way. I'm not going to tell her that she isn't something that she's saying that she is. I'm just going to trust her. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know, that was more than two years ago. That was, that was a long time ago. And she's been, she's been, she's been a girl ever since. Um, so like now <laughs> so it's she's like, sticking with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like easy for me to say that she's trans now because she's been, she's been saying this for so long and she's been a girl in our lives for so long. We're really used to the idea that she's a girl. And she also says, I'm like, she she identifies that way. That's what she says yeah. about herself, you know? Um, mm-hmm. But at the time, you know, my husband and I kind of went back and forth for a little while, whether we, when we were talking about her, we sometimes would say gender nonconforming or gender expansive or gender creative. We just didn't really. And I just think it's fine to let your kid lead the way. Like you can't, mm-hmm. if, as long as you're showing them that whoever they are, you accept them and you love them. And if they change again, that's okay. Like, you can't screw it up. That's awesome. That is yeah. so great. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners right now, and they tend to be teens, 20s, you know, all the way up to, to their 60s. I bet they're like, why couldn't she have been my mom? Why couldn't that just have been the way it yeah, was? Yeah, I have to say, I get a little jealous when I see, like, kids. Yes. Whose parents, like, we have this conversation now, and you can have, and you can be five and talk to your family about it, and it's like, families like yours are helping to make this normal whereas like i grew up in the early 80s and like everyone mm-hmm. was too busy watching the a-team or something so, like, <laughs> yeah to, oh like, absolutely have this conversation yeah no we're no. gonna go see et again 
Yeah. So eighteen sure. ET were the problem. Is is yes. what you're saying? Okay. <laughs> Entire. That was it. That was the only problem. <laughs> <laughs> what was the most surprising thing about learning this about your daughter and working with the schools or family or friends or doctors? What surprised you, other than the big main surprise? <laughs> um, you know. <sighs> I think for now, this like this will probably my answer will probably change as time goes on. <laughs> but she's, I mean, she's just she's she's seven and a half, and like we we're nowhere near puberty yet, and mm-hmm. she's just a kid. And I, I mean, I guess the surprise for now is just how not big of a deal it is right now in our lives. I totally get how like how much of a bubble we're in and I'm very grateful for that bubble, Mm -hmm. but it's just, it just doesn't come up that much. It's not, it was never catastrophic and it was not a thing. It's not a thing that I feel I need to go around explaining. Like it's almost like, my my kid I wrote about this for mother magazine but it's like there's so many things about my kids like all my kids are so different and have all these things about them and this is just like one thing about Gracie you know what I mean like it's not even there's just so there's like so many other things (laughs) that are like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it's just it's I guess the surprise right now is how not a big deal it is right now (laughs) That makes so, me so happy to hear. It does. That like, was actually one of my big surprises about transition. It was like it, it, the lead up to it was so horrifying. And then once I transitioned, I was like, this is easy. Yeah, no big um, deal. Got the so hang of it. Since, since <laughs> your trans child is your oldest, mm-hmm. when you had at least the uh, the, the middle the middle one, mm-hmm. uh, the, the infant obviously still hasn't probably been able to tell us much about who they are yet. But mm-hmm. um, for the middle one, did you, was it suddenly like, oh, this is a cis kid now? <laughs> <laughs> um, Kind of. Well, actually, um, so the first two characters that you meet in the book are mm-hmm. based off of my daughter and my middle child son um and it really happened like that with my uh, middle middle child when he was three and a half and we were kind of going through my daughter's social transition and you know he was experiencing all of that and there was a day where he wanted to wear a skirt to school and I was like do it <laughs> like, I was just like so over all of like I'd been so <laughs> apprehensive about all the stuff with Grace and like you know just kind of like nervous sick to my stomach for like weeks about what are people thinking and how do I talk about this and you know all that stuff and like by the time my son was saying like um I want to wear a skirt to school I was like yeah why not wear that (laughs) skirt to school let's let's just whatever you know like I'm just so (laughs) over all this stuff and he wore a skirt and by the time (laughs) by the time I picked him up from preschool that day he was like I don't like wearing this skirt. I want to, I'm a boy. I like being a boy. And he was just like, wanted to take, like, it was like his own little like coming out thing. Like he had this and like, again, boys could totally wear skirts. I'm not trying to like sit here saying like, 
because he because of the skirt thing that's how we know it's just like right. one ex- it was like a, an illustrative example like and he has he he around that time multiple times would tell us like i i'm a boy i'm a cisgender boy i'm a boy um mm. and and that's been and that's been consistent and you know what if he changes his mind that's fine too um exactly. but because that's how he identifies right now and he's he's five and a half now um that's what we go with as well we go with mm-hmm. his lead so yeah you go with what he tells that's perfect. you yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then the toddler he just he's two and he just told me yesterday that he's a boy <laughs> so i was like okay you're a boy okay cool I love that that's just a, a normal conversation mm-hmm. to have in your house. I can't get over how, how happy that makes me. Yeah. Well, we do. They are like, it is like around a lot because of the book right now. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's coming up a lot right now. Um, it's not always like this, but yeah. Yeah. So you know a lot about what a trans kid goes through, at least with starting out and talking to the schools and the social transition and everything. What would you tell another parent? who might be struggling with this question and who may not have quite as awesome and relaxed an attitude about their kid's gender presentation. I mean, it's hard because like I, I am who I am because of like my experiences growing up Mm -hmm. and um, where I'm from. And it's, I know that, uh, for a lot of parents, it's um, it's a really hard thing, um, and so I don't like I don't want to diminish um, that those like feelings that are very mm-hmm. real for people that are that are formed based on the way we're raised. You know, like truly, these things are really part of what we've been told from the time we're tiny. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's really in us, and I think. I think it can be really hard. Um, so I don't, I feel a little uncomfortable being like, just relax. It'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I also know that depending on where you live and depending on if you're, if you're parenting with a partner and their feelings mm-hmm. about it, depending on your mm-hmm. family. I mean, there's a lot of factors and sure. I think there's places where you could be communities. You could be in where this could be really really scary like it's not even about not wanting to support your kid but this can be a truly scary thing Mm -hmm. um so I definitely don't want to minimize that I think the main thing I would say is just the thing that um really helped me kind of in the early days of Gracie expressing her gender to us which was when I came to understand that you know, my ability to affect this situation is limited to how I show my child that I love them. Mm -hmm. Like my job is not to fix my kid's gender for the world. It is not to fix my kid's gender for her. It is not to try to under like try to figure it out or make it fit in a certain thing or anything. It's like really my job is really to like love my kid and like let that sort of 
inform everything else that I do. Yeah. Um, and that I, I think in some ways that's freeing too, because I think sometimes as parents, we think, Hey, like I, I need to like solve this problem for my kid. Like this, my kid doesn't understand how bad this could be. So I need, I'm in charge of like helping them, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, we're kind of in charge of helping our kids, but we can't control, we can't, there's only like so much that's in our control. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so when we like, when we sit back and kind of think about like, what can I actually control? I, I think in a way it's a little bit freeing because the thing we can control is like showing our kids that we love them and that we accept them and that we're going to have their back no matter what. Absolutely. Wow. It's so mm-hmm. great. It is. All right. I kind of, I think we're about ready to wrap up. I can ask one last question. That's another parenting advice one. Cool. This is uh has to do with a topic we'd addressed in the past, which is, a parent who is trans. So once again, we're talking about adults uh, who are transgender and working with their kids. We had a two-part episode. There's a link down below if anyone hasn't listened to it. But essentially, the one that really stumped us was the part where you might have to ask your kid to keep a secret. Uh, Sort of like, you know, this is something that daddy's doing at home for now, but don't tell anyone at school about daddy's dresses. Mm Mm-hmm. is that even a thing you can ask a kid to do? How weird for us to, to put that in the show. Yeah, that is that's so hard. Um, I I personally think like most kids can't keep a secret. Um, exactly. Like kids of really any age. I mean, a lot of adults can't keep secrets. I mean, think that's about true. it. But um, <laughs> but I think kids. I think especially young kids. Um, who just it's not even so much that they can't understand why the secret is important because I think a lot of them could understand um I think it's just like the physical developmental ability to not tell that secret yeah is really tough like that like whether they can actually do it like physically what it's not even like their willpower it's like can right. they can their brain <laughs> stop this information from coming out their mouth um mm-hmm. sort of I, impulse control yeah the yeah. impulse yeah it's really really tough and then i think hand in hand with that is just the pressure that that mm-hmm. could add um i mean like i i think there's probably a way, especially with a little bit of an older kid, and especially if they have like a trusted play therapist that they see every week and they have mm-hmm. like a lot of support around that um, that process that's happening at home so that they have so that they know like, look, this isn't just like all on my shoulders to keep a secret. Right. Like there's other people besides my parents that I can talk to about this, like like I feel like there's a way you could do it but just in mm-hmm. general I would say I think it might be too big of an ask um, yeah yeah no Makes you're probably sense. right yeah play it safe and don't mm-hmm. come out to your kid until you're ready to be full-time mm-hmm. yeah 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 no, I think you're right mm-hmm. so uh where can our listeners buy this fun new book and it the title is oh. it feels good to be yourself yeah, it, it feels good to be yourself, a book about gender identity, and it's available everywhere books are sold. So you can get it on Amazon, you can get it at Target, you can get it at a local store, at an indie. 
my website is TeresaThorne.com. You can also um, check out my podcast, One Bad Mother. Um, Link down below. It is hilarious. You guys will love it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And yeah, check out the book. Um, I'm super excited about the book. And I just have to add the illustrator of the book, um, a non-binary transgender artist named Noah Greenyee, who did an absolutely, I, I mean, I don't even have words to describe how much I love the illustrations for this it's book. It's so gorgeous. Um, yeah, it's really cute. So you can check out their illustrations also and follow them on Instagram if you want. They have a really great Instagram. It's at ngreenye, which is N-G-R-I-G-N-I. Um, and yeah, you won't be disappointed. Yes. And for our listeners, there are links to all of these things in our show notes. Teresa, thank you so, so much for talking with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I loved your questions and it was really enjoyable speaking with you both. This was fun. Perfect. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, for all our listeners, do check out this book. It's really great. And if you're trying to explain these difficult often confusing for adults concepts to kids this is a great resource this is a good place to start yeah all right thanks again teresa you have a wonderful wonderful day okay all right you too bye bye if you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels we have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards including drinks with the gender rebels at stonewall please leave a five-star review on itunes that makes it easier for other people to find us and send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on twitter at the gender rebels music for the gender rebels is by jasper the colossal Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a comeback Production copyright 2019. All rights reserved. And to all you gender rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye.